0: Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of the Forward Thinking Podcast. It's Christine and Charlie here, the founders of CS2, B2B Marketing and Revenue Operations Agency. Today we're going to dive into a topic around kind of like a, you know, a question that I think might be a hot topic, but I think now um, after 2020 has maybe proved its points, but is operations the key to not being left behind? Um I have a lot of opinions on this. I'm actually talking about this on a webinar for the company Syncery tomorrow, along with a lot of other topics. And I found that this just struck home, I think, for what we've seen in the past year. So um, for a lot of B2B marketing uh, teams or CMOs, this is a great learning um, episode for you to really realize how how important operations is and how it can really be your competitive advantage. So should we dive right into it?
1: Yeah. Yes, yeah. so why is it important?
0: Yeah. Um well I th- I think to take a step back, um I think if we look at last year in 2020, um and if you look at the companies that were really able to thrive during a time where there was a lot of layoffs or people were really scratching their heads on what they do now that you couldn't do in-person events. Um, I think a lot of people don't realize how much budget was going into certain activities that were not digital and maybe people could kind of scrap things together um, and just do business as usual day in and day out. But when your budget is cut or when you only are able to rely on digital um, channels, I think that's when it brought up a lot of operational pain points for mm-hmm. companies, um, and you see now. And and it's we've been you know praising and saying why operations important, why it's a strategic part of the business. And just now, I think it's you know really everyone the
1: mainstream. Is it mainstream? Yeah. Dave Gerhardt's talking about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And. I I want to point this out because I think um, Dave Gerhar, which, you know, a lot of people follow him. He recently came out and said, now he's changed his mind. And if he could have his first hire outside of like, you know, someone actually creating the strategy for marketing, his first hire would be an operations person. And I 100% agree with him um, for a few reasons. Um, And so... (sighs) I think the first thing is, you know, if you have a strong operational foundation, especially from the start, I think it's key to talk about, there's never like the right time to hire operations. People I've asked like, how many people in marketing should I have before I have a dedicated operations person? Honestly, if you're just doing marketing, you should have an operations person. Um, Yeah.
1: Or at least someone on the team who's operationally minded. Exactly. Make sure you're not just building um, it the wrong way. And you're going to create a lot of headaches for yourself in the future.
0: Totally. I, I, yeah, a hundred percent. I think that there's some demand marketers or growth marketers out there who really understand operations and can use the systems and tools. And we actually have one of our clients, um, Bartek Warniecki from Schedulo on next week, and he's a great example of that. So he'll be a good one to listen mm-hmm. to. Um, but,
1: Shout out to Bartek. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, and so I think the the first thing that we saw, and I'm going to use a couple of examples of, you know, th- last year, the things that came up, the, the teams that were able to get their shit together, for lack of better words, um, were the ones who had their, you know, their operations um, set up correctly. So the, the first thing or first example is if this is, you know, they already knew how to scale online programs, so that was one of the ways they could be agile. Like, it wasn't, oh my gosh, how are we going to be able to do all these online programs? We don't have this this in the place to do that. Uh, someone who has a, a company who has a strong operational foundation is already able to do that and, it, and they have this in place like program templates or um, their campaign operations process is really nailed down and seamless and so when you drive up some of the requests for that or some of your activities for that it's not so um, detrimental to the team you mm-hmm. can't support it it's not slow and you have systems already in place to do it
1: yeah and even getting into the nitty-gritty right like things like segmentation, audience segmentations, mm-hmm. you know, as you start just doing more and more online activities, then there's becomes even more of a heavy, heavy reliance on the email channel to, you know, support those programs. Yeah. And then if you're, if you then have you know, all of your teams like relying on that and you have like crappy data and crappy segmentations, you're just going to be inundating your database with you know mixed messages and the customer experience is going to be so terrible people are going to unsubscribe they're not going to respond and you're going to have you know further deliverability issues and just issues down the line so the companies that had their shit together that was able to go okay we've got that foundation Mm. we're able to just layer on more and more to it without just creating a cluster you know (laughs) that they were really able to thrive still um, obviously depending on the industry and be able to really support the the team and I think we even said we did a podcast like February of last year in 2020 um, about, you know, what the marketing ops team can do to help the wider team, Yeah, you know, and that's that's really like to the core of kind of what we're talking about now, like operations is there to support the wider team, like get their job done, really drive revenue, drive engagement, create a good customer experience. And if you don't have that operational foundation, and you have, you're being forced to pivot quickly mm-hmm. or being forced to ramp up things quickly or change quickly and be hyper agile that's the topic of your webinar mm-hmm. tomorrow right you're, it's just going to cre- that if you have a shaky foundation you're just going to be putting on too much stress onto that mm-hmm. and it's just going to create an absolute mess mm-hmm. the customer experience going to be poor your team's going to be stressed out you you as an ops person is are you not going to be able to support all of this So having that strong foundation is key in any climate, but especially um, during kind of uncertain times and when you need to pivot. And a lot of the companies we work with, they're startups, they're smaller companies or mid-market, and they are pivoting a lot and changing and testing things. And so it's a prerequisite for those type of companies to have a strong operational foundation to support that.
0: Yeah, totally. Um... So then the next thing and I think another example of where we saw it is you know these companies could easily add on tools for supporting their digital events or now their new digital activities that they're maybe um pushing more of their budget toward um or they already had them in place like mm-hmm. they already had a you know digital event platform because they you know were able to add that onto their tech stack but really Anytime you add on new tools, you need the operations, well, people to support it. Um, And you need a sound operational foundation. Like if you have a lot of errors or integration errors, or, you know, you don't have the data structure or or the expertise to actually install those Mm -hmm. tools, you're not going to be able to do it. And, and the key thing here too, for like, we've talked about before for tools is, do you have enough people on the operations team? I think for the teams where they maybe weren't, they, you know, they didn't have anyone dedicated to it or they don't have enough team support or they weren't partnering with a seasoned like agency or something to actually help them do that. They're really struggling or they really struggle to even get some of those tools off the ground because it takes time. And, and so that is just a competitive advantage. If you're able to be quick, you know, move into these new tools, um, add them on with still maintaining, like you said, um, a sense of stability, then that's another competitive advantage. You can get your events out quicker than your competitor. Mm-hmm. You can engage your audience quicker.
1: Totally. And that, and again, getting down into the details, I think the a strong, having a good ops foundation is the difference between getting a new events tool, having it seamlessly integrated into the stack into all of your processes and you know being able to then just like ramp up your programs within that versus getting an events tool, having it not integrated doing all like list uploads mm. into the yeah. into your database between them messing them up mm-hmm. bad data going through cells being confused did, did this person go to the event or didn't so like that's just such a classic example and the companies that had a good ops team like you said the bodies that the people to be able to implement it that the skills they were able to you know quickly buy hop in and or quickly buy one of these kind of more modern event platforms and and integrate it train the team get it going and the ones that didn't you know some of them are still trying to figure it out you know so it's very important
0: totally yeah So a third example, and and this is actually an important one. And I think where a lot of companies felt that pain because for operations uh, teams out there, a lot of the focus on campaigns, getting campaigns out the door, and it's less focused on analytics or they haven't put a resource there to really be focused on data and reporting. Um, And so the ones that had a reporting structure in place um, really to, to look at how they can, you know, ones that were looking at the data to see where they should invest more, how could they improve their channels? These were the companies where when their budget was cut or when they needed to decide, okay, let's, how should we take this, you know, 100, 200K, maybe more than that, they were dedicating to events, where should we put that money um, to still maintain mm-hmm. our demand? the ones that had the reports to help guide them on those decisions had a competitive advantage as well. Instead and don't of- you
1: think they even the ones that even had the reports to be able to prove marketing, not, I know we say you shouldn't always be proving marketing, but they, they're able to really say, okay, like this is how much, this is the ROI on these programs. You know, they probably were more likely to keep their budget in a time so- like that.
0: Yeah, totally. I think if they were able to justify, okay, we, we still need to maintain this budget because we need to be able to make up for it and put into these channels um uh yeah a hundred percent like they can actually have the data to support that um and they've already maybe created some rapport with the revenue team and with their ceo to get you know build that trust that right. they'll actually make those right decisions it's not just
1: going into like a black hole and you know the the dollar the marketing dollars have just vanish right it's actually producing a return on that investment and they can like prove that demonstrate that and show that they can really provide that value
0: yeah and on the alternative a lot of companies were now figuring out oh, okay we need to invest our money into channels that we maybe haven't done before and being able to set you know measurement, maybe some goals around, okay, we're going to go into these new channels, but this is how we're going to start measuring them. And for a lot of those activities too, that I think people are going to continue to do over time. Some of those are measured in different ways. So operations team who are a bit more forward thinking, we're thinking about, okay, how can I not just look at whatever's on this dashboard in Salesforce? What are the other things we can look at? Should we look at our web activity? You know, if we're running a podcast now or if we're doing more LinkedIn um, organic stuff there, like how can we start tracking that a bit more to do some more implied attribution, a more, you know, operational team that's like confident has their, you know, they're just, they you can know. tell a story
1: right they can, yeah. they can find different data sources to be able to build that narrative and explain the the story how things are working where the business should double down where mm-hmm. it should pull back where it should improve where it's where things are really working and what they should you know be focusing on and that's all about interpreting the data analyzing the data building the narrative um and if you haven't flexed that muscle before yeah you know it's hard to turn that on when a pandemic does right? yeah or if
0: a cmo doesn't feel confident that they'll be able to even show some uh like activity or results early on for these new channels they might not even do that right. and so having that confidence to do it i think is key and then okay so the last one um and you you can tell for an, a theme of this like for the operational foundation being really sound and being competitive advantage it's all things that we kind of talk about day in day mm-hmm. out but i think when pushed to a very uncomfortable state, which is what a lot of marketing teams were pushed to last year, all this all this shit comes to the surface, right? Like, and, and the operations team is usually, like if there's a strong operational foundation, that will stay below, <laughs> you know? It won't just come to the surface. And so, um, but these are a lot of things that you shouldn't like the, just- the,
1: the, the pipes taking the shit out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if you have the strong foundation it'll flow right out and you won't deal with that
0: yeah i just realized um we've said, stop uh, yeah we just said that's word a lot on this podcast so apologies if you're listening to this with your kids nearby but um but yeah so the the last thing is is really around email and communication and like that like customer engagement because once a lot of people had some of their more traditional campaigns or programs taken away from them, like the really (laughs) like lazy ones were like, okay, like let's just use email. Let's just keep using email, email campaigns, you know, nurtures, our sales outbound team, like was just going to email every, every email. Like there's so much email going out there. And the problem is some of those companies were maybe not using best practices for that so they were just you know emailing everyone they don't have a segmentation strategy they don't even really have like a strategy across the whole revenue team like how are we you know what touch points are we using how how do the teams overlap
1: number podcast was it where you went through how to email people properly i forget the title now but it was a few back yeah but there's a lot of detail in there basically everything that we talked about on that podcast you know some companies just threw that to the wayside and just over emailed for sure.
0: Yeah. Look for the one that says um, effective marketing or effective email strategy. Um, it doesn't piss people off. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. That one.
0: Um, And, and so, yeah, I think that the ones who did understand how to use email, they could say, okay, email is like a channel of communication. It's not a marketing strategy on its own, you know, and then they can communicate that back to the demand gen team. So they don't just, they think, okay, yes, this is a communication channel, not a uh, campaign. So we need to think about that when we're building out our, you know, our campaigns for the quarter, we can't be so reliant on email um, because they can only go so far, right? You you do need those other activities or you, if you want your email to really perform well, still maintain that momentum with your marketing and invest in bringing people inbound um, and then having a lot of coordination from an outbound perspective with your sales team. So you're not pissing off your prospects and customers. So yeah, the ones who do that. And I think people even would, were complaining on LinkedIn, like those first months oh, yeah. of, of, I of COVID, like I've gotten so many emails from companies I didn't even realize I was signed mm-hmm. up for. And, and that was a clear example of like, that that oh shit thing uh, moment happened for those marketing teams they didn't use best practices and maybe they didn't have the systems in place like they normally do and and
1: yeah and one thing i feel like with operations people that separates um kind of the ticket takers and then the strategic partners from each other is being able to kind of look at all of the marketing programs Mm -hmm. look at things like oh we're over emailing this audience segment yeah and then give that feedback back to the team because the operations team is often kind of like the air traffic control almost where you're seeing everything and you're able to then help the business make decisions. That's like through data, through what kind of programs are working, not working, like the volume of programs and you you understand your database the best you should at least. Mm -hmm. And therefore you should be providing that feedback back to the team and saying, look, okay, we've just been hammering, you know, CMOs in, you know, whatever industry, like, because we've got had we just somehow all of the programs from all of the teams have been focusing on that Mm -hmm. we need to like you know create a few more you know communication limits here or like really space out these programs or target other segments or whatever and that's not only down to like the demand gen team to figure out you know your field marketing team your cmo like they're all kind of working on their plans and sometimes you know a lot of this stuff is kind of worked in a silo and but you're the person who's really seeing it tactically happen Mm -hmm. day to day so be that person to provide that feedback and be the strategic consultant internally for your company and again this comes back to the teams that have like invested in operations that take them seriously that see them as a strategic partner they're going to get that feedback from the operations team and it's going to make their marketing better the ones that just see them as you know someone that I just hand ticket to and they just execute and they Mm -hmm. don't think like more of a robot, you know, all of these mistakes are just going to carry on because the operations team isn't empowered to um, help the business be better.
0: Totally. Yeah. Um, I I 100% agree with that. And I I think, you know, to sum this up, I think, you know, it's all, all these examples just prove how important it is to have a strong operational foundation and for companies to invest in those in those teams and for the talent either bringing them in-house or also championing with outside agencies to help them but the the other part is for operations teams you know fight for that you know these are all this is all ammo that you can bring to the table and say hey we need to invest more in our team and these are the reasons why and mm-hmm. this can be a competitive advantage for our company um, and I think since last year, we've realized a lot of those lessons like I brought up, but it's going to continue to be this way. I saw John Miller um, uh, from Demandbase uh, share a report yesterday from ClickSee, and it was the top thing around CMOs, like what the, the new kind of role of the CMO, and a lot of that is based around technology because a lot of our ways that we're engaging with our customers and prospects is is online and that's a big focus and you can't support technology and this online without a strong operational foundation and team so you're you know you have right now is the moment to fight for that if you are on a team there so um so yeah hopefully that was useful for you guys um if you like this episode please share it with your colleagues and friends and you know we'll see you on the next episode of forward thinking have a good one
1: see ya